Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 15th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote to promote God, family, and country using the brilliance of our founding fathers, the checks and balances found in our supreme law, the Constitution for the United States of America. Welcome to the broadcast. I have not been live for the last couple of days, some personal issues to take care of. We were live Saturday morning, though. And then Monday and Tuesday, I had off. Uh, maybe I'll go into that uh, in detail sometime, but it's not time now. I want to talk uh, about Saturday's broadcast in relation to Monday night's shooting as I cover it all on today's broadcast. All right. Strangely enough, I think the two are related. Remember, Saturday's broadcast happened before Monday's shooting. Today's broadcast, so Saturday's broadcast, two days before, now this next broadcast, two days after. And I think they're completely related, ladies and gentlemen. We had my guest with me, or co-host, if you will, Chris Carlson. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. That is the incredible statements by Chris Carlson that I believe have complete relevance in our discussions today. Now, on February 14th, 1776, Thomas Paine, the English immigrant, penned the following words, ladies and gentlemen. Government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. Government in its best state is a necessary evil. In its worst state, an intolerable one. We furnish the means by which we suffer. That's in common sense. All right. Now, we suffer basically because we create too much government is what he's saying. What we suffer from today is complexity, the likes of which not only have we never seen as Americans in the history of our nation, but people have never seen that kind of complexity in the history of the world. All right. Now, Thomas Paine continued in his famous pamphlet, devoting to dethroning kings in the minds of the people. Our founding fathers rallied around the battle cry, no king but King Jesus. God is a jealous God and does not tolerate the rejection of his sovereign supremacy in the universe, even good men and women when placed in power for long periods of time lose touch with reality. Power goes to their head is what we're telling you. Thomas Paine says this of more worth is one honest man to society and in the sight of God than all the crowned ruffians 
that ever lived. So a person who obeys God's laws is more valuable than a bunch of people who don't. We talked about from lottery to robbery, how to lose $13 million in our freedom, right? We talked about the fact that lovemoney.com highlights 70% of all lottery winners lose it all within five years. James Allen Hayes is the guy we kind of talked about. He grew up 20 minutes from the beach in the middle-class city of Camarillo, California. And at age 13 years old, his mentally ill mom physically abused him. And then Child Protective Services sent him to live with his grandma. He never knew his dad at all, ladies and gentlemen. And that's how James's life started. It got worse for him as he completely melted down in every aspect of his life. Well, I grew up in Camarillo, California. I know a little bit about the town. Nevertheless, you got to ask yourself, what is true wealth? An investment in knowledge pays the best dividends, says Benjamin Franklin. Rich people have small TVs and big libraries. Poor people have big TVs and small libraries, Zig Ziglar explains. Every day is a bank account and time is our currency. No one is rich. No one is poor. We've got 24 hours each. Christopher Rice at success.com highlights that point, folks. Wealth is largely the result of habit. John Jacob Astor pens that reality check, right? Whatever principle of intelligence we obtain in this life it will rise with us in the resurrection. What we obtain too cheaply, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness that gives everything, only that gives everything. Heaven knows how to put a proper price on its goods. And it would be strange indeed, folks, uh, if, that, if freedom should not be highly rated. Freedom is vital, folks, okay? Now, you say, Sam, what on earth does that have to do with the shooting? What does that have to do with today? I'm going to connect the dots, folks. But first, I want you to really understand something. You get despots at the top of your government, kings, if you will, tyrants who want power and control and fame and fortune, and they have a, an agenda. There's not a godly agenda. Godless people promoting godless agendas. Then you are going to suffer 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 that's what we're experiencing right now ladies and gentlemen so a shooting happens monday night we'll get into the details in just a second joe biden's first response crazy whacked out joe biden called for banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines on tuesday after a gunman fatally shot three people and wounded five others at Michigan State University on Monday night. Joe's first act, call for gun control. Okay, that guy's a nut. Now, the cops have identified the man, Anthony Wayne McCray, 43 years old. They say police say he died of a, quote, self-inflicted gunshot wound miles from campus as officer, officers closed in on him, all right? 
So I'm hinting you what the, you know, all the details that we get here from the mainstream press. All right. The next details we get are this. I am 21 years old. And this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through, says Jackie Matthews. She was a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut. They say 10 years and two months ago, we can no longer provide just love and prayers. There needs to be legislation. There needs to be action, she says. Now, let me just talk about this person a little bit, because I think it'll tie things together for you uh, in a meaningful way. Who is this guy? Who is uh, who is who is this McRae guy? This shooter, Anthony Wayne McRae or McRae. All right, people familiar with this guy who they say committed suicide. You got to repeat he committed suicide over and over. Okay. When police closed in, say he was socially isolated. And appeared emotionally unstable at times. They say that he was pretty unhinged through his life, pretty isolated through his life, had fights with his parents, had all kinds of problems. Here's what his dad says. His mom died. And he just started getting evil and mean. He didn't care about anything anymore, McCray's father. Michael told NBC News. He was grieving his mom. He would not let it go. He just got more bitter and bitter and bitter. That's what the father says. Now, McCray's sister, Melinda, described her brother as a socially isolated person who often fought with their parents. The sister said that she and her siblings grew up in a loving home. Really? While your brother's isolated and fights with his parents all the time and you grew up in a loving home, huh? McCray's older brother, who happens to be Michael Jr., said that he had not talked with his brother since their mother's funeral in 2020. So let me get this right, ladies and gentlemen. All of 2020, I don't know when that was, the funeral, but, you know, let's just say at least it was two years or maybe more. And you haven't talked to your brother in two-plus years after your mom's death? But you had a loving home and everything was good and everything else. Now, his dad said that he quit his job, melted down, went in his room, and played video games all day. Wouldn't come out at all. He tried to get his son help, but his son would just get mad. He tried to get rid of his son's guns, but his son would lie and got guns anyway. Are you starting to get the picture, ladies and gentlemen? Let me come back and paint it a little bit more for you. All right? We'll do it in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, and I am your host, Sam Bushman. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media 
that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Say Anthony Wayne McGray or McCray. How do you say this thing? M C R A E. McCray, I guess is how you say it, right? Anthony Wayne McCray was totally lost. And it started started looking like an old man. They say a toothless wolf man, but refused to get help according to his family now i think about that and i go all right we're starting to see the picture it's the same picture that we always tell you about when you see these mass shootings uh you take a state it's got to be a liberal state for the most part uh or a big state with a huge liberal big city contingencies it doesn't always happen in those places but nine times out of ten it happens in gun-free zones right uh, it happens in liberal states where the gun laws are the tightest already. And every time you see the same pattern. Number one, liberal gun, gun-free gun location. Number two, uh, the guy actually had trouble before, mental illness, etc. Every time. Uh, it, it, the situation is, oh, by golly, he had some gun charges or this charge or that charge or threats with people. And every time those threats, those charges somehow were dismissed, overlooked. So was he a felon? They're saying no. He got his guns legally because he wasn't a felon. But yet he had committed misdemeanors or whatever um, that got dropped, that got let go. Okay, always the same thing. You've got a past history that everybody knows about. I mean, his parents or his family are saying the guys look like a toothless wolf man. 
people are going, yeah, the guy was isolated and pretty unhinged and pretty unstable. So everybody knows this about the guy. Uh, somehow he slips through the cracks of society over and over and over. He could have got help, but he didn't. Uh, could have uh, you know, been up on gun charges, but he wasn't. They were dismissed, reduced, whatever. Always the case, right? They go on and on. What we know about Anthony Gray, Wayne McRae, uh, they say he never served time in prison. 18 months on probation in 2019, right? He was arrested in charge of the felony, but he later pleaded to a misdemeanor, all right? Now, it keeps going on and on about this. So you've got this gun-free zone. You've got this, well, golly, he had prior issues. He slipped through the cracks there, was able to have these legal guns. Hmm. Why do we need more gun laws, Joe? Um, the gun laws were on the books, and, you know. But all he really got busted for is a concealed carry. He was carrying a weapon. He was sitting outside smoking a cigarette where I guess some other criminal activity had been taking place. The cops came up to him and said, do you have a gun? He said, yes, I do. They found the gun after frisking him or patting him down. And then they basically, uh, you know, charged him because it was concealed. And he said, look, I'm trying to get a concealed carry permit. I, whatever. Now, I'm not defending this guy, folks. What I'm painting is this picture, this pattern. All right, now, the issue is um, you got this pattern going on. You got a loner. You got an isolated guy with mental illness, past history, not only past history with family, but with society and with government and the law. Okay? Every time it's that way. And then they say, well, he got his guns legally there, you know. Now, right now, they're not telling you what kind of gun that he used or whatever else. So when Joe wants to get rid of assault weapons, there's no such thing as an assault weapon, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the military, it's a weapon of war. If you're a good person like, say, me or you, it's a defense weapon. But they call it assault weapons or guns with high-capacity magazines. Now, let me stop you there. And highlight this. As far as we understand, the shooting took place Monday night. Uh, it took place in two places. He went in somewhere, shot some people, left, went into a different building, shot more people, then left again. And it was eventually caught on the run by a, an alert citizen. The cops closed in on him, and he supposedly shot himself. Now, the other pattern to this, nine times out of ten, the shooter's always dead at the end. You want to know why, folks? Dead people don't talk. But so you've got this strange person, this mentally deranged person that's got all these red flags in their lives, family, society, run-ins with the law. But every time the law, you know, reduces, reduces, reduces crime, every time the family tries to help but nobody gets the help that the guy needs, what's being left out of the story? Because that's just as telling as what's in the story. They keep telling you about these uh, fa- or people who were in multiple shootings. We'll talk about that in a second. But they don't tell you much about Michael, or I'm sorry, about Anthony. Okay? They don't tell you much. They tell you that he was 43. They admit that he was kind of isolated and unhinged. That's what everybody's saying. But we don't know much about this guy, really, do we? 
Now, the dad says he goes to church most Sundays, but his son did not. Now, I don't know if his son went to church, and I don't know how often the dad went to church. But it seems to me that him and his dad didn't have too close of a relationship, did they? But what you find is a mental, mentally ill misfit. Okay? The guy looked like a wolf man. Right? Now, you got to ask yourself some questions. You got to ask about this guy. What was his deal? His past showed warning signs. That's what I'm getting at. But there was a lot of warning signs, folks. How come we aren't dealing with the warning signs? Okay? Because the warning signs in his past are the same warning signs that we see from shooter after shooter. That's the pattern I'm speaking of. Right? What do you think the warning signs are? Well, he's been in trouble with the law before there. Yeah, he's isolated, unhinged, a whacked-out gamer. I'm not saying that just because you're a gamer, you're going to go crazy. But I'm saying you add these factors together. Isolated loner in trouble with the law, right? Now, listen to me. The shooting took place literally over a four-hour <coughs> period. I don't know the exact times because everybody's all over the map with this a little bit. But basically at 8, 19 p.m. kind of a thing. They get wind of all this going down. Four hours later, they catch the guy at a third location. The two places are on campus, gun-free zones. <clears throat> now, they say he had a history of mental health issues. Right? They say that he was a hellraiser, and his neighbors say that he practiced target shooting right outside his back door, and he had a recent history of firearms. His father said he encouraged his son to get rid of his guns. Now, I don't know how to respond to this. He pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge in 2019, and the prosecutors dismissed a felony charge against him. They then added a second charge against McCray, which was a misdemeanor. Then he said he'd plead guilty to the misdemeanor charge and will dismiss the felony charge. Now, they say even if he was convicted on the other charge, he likely would have avoided jail or prison time because licensing guidelines between the two are similar. And they would have had a recommendation against incarceration because of that. Now, 
everybody was students in this thing that got killed or injured. He supposedly had no link to the school, not to the faculty, not to the students, to nobody. Now, let's talk about this more. His probation period ended in May 2021. All right, hang tight. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. A strong winter storm will stretch from the southern Rockies to the east coast over the next few days. A streak of snow is expected to bring moderate to major impacts from southeastern Colorado to southern Wisconsin and parts of Michigan. National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Chenard. That's going to bring um, a multi-hazards across the plains. So there'll be some snow on the northern uh, extent of that, stretching from Colorado into portions of Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, kind of across the plains towards Illinois and Wisconsin. Lawmakers want the president to speak on the recent downing of unidentified aerial phenomena objects. Senator Tom Cotton and Representative Dan Crenshaw, who attended a classified briefing on the three UAPs shot down over the weekend, said they hope the president talks soon to the American people. President Biden owes the American people an explanation. President Biden should speak on camera directly to the American people today. Without him actually coming out and saying anything specific, or even saying what they know and what they don't know, the American public is just left to speculation. Super Bowl champs Kansas City Chiefs are back at home today and will celebrate with a parade at noon central time. Florida lawmakers passed a bill that would allow the state to pick up and relocate illegal immigrants to anywhere in the United States. Members of the state house voted 77 to 34 to approve SB6B and the $10 million to fund the program. The state senate passed the bill last week and is expected to be signed when it hits Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' desk. Florida Representative John Snyder. Joe Biden has completely waved the white flag when it comes to enforcing our borders. And and so what's ultimately happened is that every state has become a border state. But here in Florida, uh, we're not going to just stand idly by. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee to the employee retention credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com.
All right, so Anthony McRae, or McRae, uh, literally, they say you grew up in a loving home, all was good, but when you dig into the details, you start to get the dirt on the guy. So his father is a loner old man who keeps to himself, they say, but look, they live in a small house, and at the front of their yard, it's chain-link fenced across. That's very kind of a strange house, not very welcoming there now, right? Uh, and the problem is that they say cops came to the home multiple times because he was shooting at target practice out his back door. And the neighbors were freaking out and the cops came. So let me get this right. The pattern's the same. The guy's a mentally ill guy. He's got problems with everybody and everything. Not working. Where he gets his money, don't know. Uh, runs in a foul to the law. They decrease the penalties. So the law's on the books. They decrease. Every time they say, well, we can't measure up to the laws on the books by golly everybody would be in prison there so they go ahead and you know want to push for more laws while they already have leniencies in the laws they have on the books because they say well it's not realistic to apply the laws on the books because everybody would be in prison okay so why go for more laws if you keep minimizing them right nevertheless then you know this guy supposedly his sister says we grew up in a loving home but i don't get it his older brother Michael Jr. said he had not talked with his brother since their mother's funeral in 2020. So you let your brother go through the whole COVID pandemic. You let your younger little brother who you know has mental illness and struggles. Your dad knows that your brother's melting down. Literally saying he isolated himself in his room. He was getting crazy. He was getting more and more angry. Right? You know that he fights with your parents, says the sister. His mom died. He just started getting evil and mean. He didn't care about anything anymore, McCray's father said. He wouldn't let it go. He got more and more and more and more bitter. And the older brother doesn't even call his little brother and say, buddy, you know what? Can I help? Let's go out to dinner. Let's do something. Let's come on. Nothing. But yet he grew up in a loving home. The sister makes it sounds like they were close, but it isn't close to true. The poor kid had nobody. That's the pattern. And the only one he thinks might love him is his mom. And she probably did try to love him despite all of the problems. But when she was taken away, he had nothing to live for. Now, you got to ask, what kind of video games was he playing? How many video games are good? How many video games will lead you to the focus of this radio broadcast, which is the promotion of God, family, and country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property? See, every time you have meltdown relationships, can't get along with the opposite sex, whatever, you have loner, you have mental illness, trouble with the cops, the cops... I don't know why they're not on this. They reduced his felony to a misdemeanor. Therefore, he never went to jail. Now, I'm not advocating he should have had a felony for having a concealed carry. I don't I don't have a problem with that. He didn't have a license. I don't have a problem with that. I think the licensing is bogus. But they, they brought it from a felony to a misdemeanor. They put him on probation. They extended his probation. But yet nothing happened. Now, let me ask you, when you plea from a felony down to a misdemeanor, and you don't go to jail, 
but yet the cops come multiple times to your house because you're shooting outside of your back door in a neighborhood and everybody's freaking out. You don't up the ante there, cops. You don't go, wait the heck a minute. What's going on? You don't go, hey, man, no big deal. You go, wait a minute, this guy's a felon, but he got out of being a felon and he's probation or past history, and now he's shooting literally in a neighborhood? I mean, even if you think it's okay, I, I doubt that the bylaws or whatever you want to say of the city allows you just to, like, shoot full-blown firearms in your yard there, you know? I don't think so. So what happened? How did all this get missed? The laws that were on the books, we simply dismiss and or reduce. So now this guy literally gets more. I mean, look, everybody knows he looks like a wolf, man. The guy looks crazed. The guy's playing video games. What video games? What is this computer show? Who is this guy? Now, listen, they're not telling you anything about this guy, really. They're telling you that he died and committed suicide, which I don't even know is true. I don't know if he really committed suicide or if the cops killed him. I don't know that we'll ever know the truth on that, but I don't trust the cops anymore. Are we talking about the cops that had the, quote, literally gang unit, if you will, virtually speaking, uh, in Tennessee? Those kind of cops? I'm not trusting those guys. Well, was this Anthony McRae guy on drugs, medications? Nobody's saying, right? Nobody's saying at all, but I don't know what uh, I don't know what the deal is about this guy. We don't know enough about him, but we're not hearing enough about him either. Did he have trouble with employment? Well, he wasn't working. Okay, where did he get his guns then? Well, he bought them there. Where did he get the money, people? Okay, people fail to connect the dots here. Somehow, every time a mentally deranged person that's not even able to keep, you know, keep up on their hygiene or their, their appearance. But yet, they can rock and roll with a gun and evade the cops and everything else. Now, this thing took place over four hours, folks. Right? Now, where were the cops? How come nobody got on the scene faster? And then, by the way, what stopped the criminal? The very same gun that he used to kill people. So the assault weapon, Joe, turned into a suicide weapon, turned into a protect-the-rest-of-us weapon. Right? Right, Joe? Right, you dishonest thug, straight from the pit of hell, that wants to wordsmith and deceive the people out of their God-given, ordained gun rights so you can be a tyrannical king and a thug over them? Is that what we're talking about, Joe? Well, thank heavens we have a Republican House, but do we have enough Republicans with the guts to reject more, more laws on the innocent so they can reduce them to misdemeanors for the criminals so that they can go out and kill people and then blame it on us and create more laws? Is that what we're talking about? Because that's what it seems like we're talking about to me. Now, Anthony McRae. Where did he get his money? Right? Now, we're told he had a suicide or a, a note, a threatening note against that school and another school or whatever on him when he died. But do you trust your government? 
right? Now, they say he was wearing a blue mask. Really, they've been telling everybody to wear masks, and now they're surprised that the guy's got a mask? What color is this guy? Huh? What race is this guy? Huh? Yeah. It's hard to find out. Was he black? They say so. Think about it. I'm not comfortable with what we're learning more and more and more. So they're going to leave race out of this one? The last one was a bunch of black cops killed a black dude and it became a racial issue. Big time. This one, I only see one spot that says he was black. Yeah, he was a black man from Lansing, Michigan. He had a history of mental health issues. They say he was 5'4 tall. Now, he's Michael and Linda McRae's son. Um, he worked in a warehouse for a while. He pled guilty to several other things, speeding, driving without insurance, other motor, motor vehicle offenses. Right? Now, his mom died at age 62. Now, she died when? On September 13th, 2020. Hmm, you gotta wonder. Was there a COVID relation to that? No one's saying. Let's talk about it a little more, folks. This is critical. We'll do it in seconds on your radio. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So you got to ask some questions. In 1979, Linda gave birth to their son and then to their daughter a year later. So he was between siblings. He had an older brother and a younger sister. From 1995 to 2003, Michael, the father, lived in Trenton. In 2003, he moved back to Lansing with Linda. He was 66 when his son shot. Now, they say his mom went to church. The dad says he goes to church. But the son didn't go to church. So now you've got weird issues with the parents, right? Again, the pattern. What kind of a dad was Michael? Now, I'm not here to attack the dad, but, you know, I don't think he was in his son's life much. Or at least the son didn't think much of his dad. Because when push comes to shove, you know, they they didn't have a relationship, really. The older brother didn't seem to have much of a relationship with his brother, Michael. The sister just said they had a loving home, but that Anthony would fight with everybody all the time. Right? Now, this pattern is what I'm really highlighting, folks. The pattern is this. you got this mentally ill guy. We don't have any details about him except for he's got this history. That over and over and over and over the cops, over and over and over society, over and over friends, family, fellow employees, or the very fact of lack of friends, where's the church, where's the, okay, nobody seems to do enough about it. We always fall way short, and then the guy goes ballistic, and then what we say is, let's make more gun laws against the good guys, but there's so many missing components to this, it's not even funny. How do they miss all this with this guy? When he was totally lost and started looking like a toothless wolf man, but refused to get help, um... When you're shooting out of your back door and you look like that, and your family blatantly says, oh, my gosh, this guy's turned into a wolf man. He's crazy. He needs help. He's gone berserk since his mom died. Nobody knows. The cops come over and over and over while he's doing target practice out back. See, it doesn't make sense, folks. It's always failing government officials, whacked out mentally ill guy, got guns legally, 
and went berserk. And their answer is always more gun control. That's the only answer they point to every single time. And I would ask several questions. One, what was he doing on his computers or gaming machines? What kind of games was he playing? Who did he interact with? Did he participate on any forums while he was all alone, isolated by himself? Right? Where did he get the money for these guns? Was he on psychotropic drugs? Was he seeing anyone for his mental illness? Or did everybody just know the guy was whacked out crazy just going uh, target practice in his backyard there? Uh, felon brought to misdemeanor. Cops coming to the house multiple times because of all this. But no one really thought to, you know, well, he wasn't really getting any mental health assistance. Who was he communicating with? His father says he was not communicating with him. His brother says he hadn't talked to him. Now, I don't know if his sister talked to him or not. But who was this guy, Anthony Wayne McCray, communicating with? Huh? It's vital to know. Was he seeing a psychologist, a psychiatrist? Was he on drugs and or prescribed medication? Which are really drugs, too. I'm just highlighting the difference. Okay, we've got to know these things. And what they're telling you is how unhinged he was, how crazy he was. You know that he shot target practice outside in his backyard. The neighbors all knew it. The cops came multiple times. You know that he had a felony, pled down to a misdemeanor kind of a discussion. But we don't know who he was communicating with. He supposedly bought his guns legally from a pawn shop. See, but every little detail smacks of we're going to crack down on anybody selling guns, the gun dealers. It smacks of we're going to crack down on guns. But who is asking the questions that I'm asking? Was he on psychotropic drugs? Was he seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Were there drugs in his system now that he's dead? Huh? Who was he communicating with? Where did he get his money to do all this? Did he walk from his house to the school? Walk from one location after shooting people to the next location and shoot people too? And then walk on foot like five plus miles away from the school before they eventually caught him? Did he walk all those places? How did this all go down? Did he have assistance? We don't have any of those answers. But the next question is this. They tell this story, highlighting more gun control efforts. Listen, I am 21 years old, and this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through. This is the first time they've been able to do this now. Take mass shootings. You were at one location, and then all of a sudden, wow, very strange. You happen to be at the next location where it happens. Really? What's the likelihood of you being in two mass shootings 10 years apart? Jackie Matthews is her name. And supposedly she was a student at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut just 10 years and two months ago. So within a 10-year period of time, what's the likelihood that you appear at two mass shootings? And, listen carefully, and live through both of them. Then who's a liberal who's willing to speak out and say we can no longer provide just love and prayers. Nope. Don't need love and prayers. We need government. 
We need legislation. We need to have action, by golly. So not only do you have a person that lived through both these shootings 10 years apart, but now they're a big advocate, along with Joe Biden, your president, for more gun control. What are the odds that all that happens? When the pattern of the shooter fits so well to some kind of strange, I don't know what, Manchurian candidate to take the level a little bit extreme, but somebody who may be subject to suggestion, maybe somebody on medications. These medications do this. You remember years ago we talked about the guy who got on medication for depression, uh, went psychotic, almost killed everybody. He was a Christian guy. Uh, but he woke up later and didn't even know what he had done from this medication side effect or whatever you want to call it. And he testified before Congress saying, look, these medications are a lot of the problem. But, of course, we ignore that. Congress knows, but we ignore that. And then we call for more and more and more and more gun control. It just seems like they're adding weight to this. And Sandy Hook, that's the one that now they rah, keep in the news. Alex Jones, crazy, talking about Sandy Hook forever. Yeah, he can't say those things about Sandy Hook. Now you get this one. Do you think there's any relationship? See, if I talk too much about it, though, then I'll end up like Alex Jones. Except I don't have a golden parachute of just money, magic money coming from everywhere. Poor Alex Jones got ratcheted down to $20,000 a month, and he rioted and said he couldn't even live on that. He had to have 50 for hell's sakes, right in the middle of a bankruptcy, a big old BK. You're taking down my whole company, but by golly, I got to live on 50 grand a month. I'd sure love to live on 50 grand a month while declaring the big old BK, and I'm not talking Burger King or the BK Lounge or anything like that. I'm talking about bankruptcy, right? Okay, think about that, folks. Alex Jones goes to prison over, or doesn't go to prison, sorry. Alex Jones avoids prison, but yet fined big time for the Sandy Hook issues. But yet he's living on tons of money a month, even through his bankruptcy, even when he supposedly lost everything, right? But while that's going on, Sandy Hook comes up again in this case. By golly, several people that were at Sandy Hook now just happen to be at Michigan State. Wow, and the people that went through these both live to tell the tale and are glad to make sure you know that the only way, we can't do prayers, we can't have love. No, you got to have government. Now, remember how I started out talking about government at best is a necessary evil. Well, folks, why do we keep turning to government? Now, the next narrative they put in your face over this, 67th mass shooting in the U.S. so far this year, according to the Gun Violence Archive. Now, did you know there was 67 shootings this year? I don't know how many of you of them you've heard about, but let me get this right. It's February 15th. Okay, I'm not very smart, but just, you know, that means there's like 45, 46 days in 2023 thus far, right? So they're claiming we've almost, well, we've had like one and a half mass shootings per day. Ladies and gentlemen, is that the way you remember it in the news? That you've literally had a one and a half plus shootings every single freaking day? Since the start of the year, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and just shootings every single day, one and a half? 
And how many of them have you heard about that are tracked in the mainstream press? And what decides which ones out of those 67 get covered? Because I know about three, four, five, six of them maybe. But I sure don't know about 10 of them. Much less 67 of them. But that's what they're saying. And the next question is this. Why do we have continual shooting increases in America today? America seems to be only the only nation, for the most part, that has this massive, ever-escalating problem. My question, why is this happening? Well, Sam, because we need more gun laws on the books. Don't you know that? Lies. I'm going to tell you. You look at the pattern and you know the answer. Mentally ill people with no support in society. The poor guy had his mom. He was clinging on the edge when his mom was alive. She, I'm guessing, did all that she could for him. But when she died, he had nothing and no one and nothing to lose. And then the pattern of isolation, guns as a fascination, mental illness, combined with video games and whatever else he was doing, no God family country in his life, but plenty of cigarettes and staying out all night and getting busted in the middle of the night and speeding and, you know, hey, where where does he get this car? He's not working, trouble with employment. Okay, And every time what we say is we need more gun control. Everybody's calling for it. The poor victims of both massacres that they just happened to be at, everybody's pleading for gun control. But no one's talking about we need to step back and why did this guy fall through the cracks in society? Why was the poor guy so isolated and alone? Who around him reached out with love? Anybody from the neighborhood? No, they were calling the cops because he was out back shooting stuff. All right, what about the church? No, dad went to church, but son didn't there. Yeah, the family was close, says the sister. But the dad says, I couldn't even talk to my son. The elder brother says, yeah, I hadn't talked to him since mom died. How did mom die? I got a lot of questions, folks, and we're getting very few answers. Every detail we get makes this crime look worse and makes this guy look evil. Is that true? Or was the poor guy dropped from society and dropped from any help that he possibly had? We should be looking inward for solutions towards God, family, and country, not outwards towards violating our God-given inalienable rights of self-defense from people like him and the government. When we come back, I even have more questions. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. God save us all. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Always promoting God, family, and country, protecting life, liberty, and property, using the checks and balances found in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. Peaceful restoration of the country. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Last hour, I talked all about this gentleman. Wow. 
Can you call him a gentleman? Anthony Wayne McRae, criminal, 43, now dead. Dead people don't talk. Part of the pattern I'm highlighting. Police say he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. How are we going to know that? Miles from campus. Now, I got a question. How do you get miles from campus? Did he drive? Did he walk? Did he run? <laughs> How come no one identified him until a, they put out more information, more information publicly about this guy, and then a witness or a, a, a citizen, an, an alert citizen, saw this guy, tipped off the cops, they closed in on him, and he shot himself, they claim. Folks, are you buying all the story? Wow, this girl from Sandy Hook. <clears throat> She was in the Sandy Hook shooting, and now she's in this shooting, too. And when she went off and talked about it, she said she could not rule out being in a third shooting. What, is she predicting the future, folks? Or is that just hype? Somebody needs to go back and say, what are the odds that you're in both those shootings in the first place? That you live through both of those shootings in the second place? How many people now have lived through multiple mass shootings? That's a serious question you got to ask. And then you got to ask, is there a similarity? Did this guy know this girl? I don't know. Is somebody tracking the victims of shootings? Finding out where they are in the future? And directing shootings to the location where they are for greater impact? To heighten emotions? To trigger mass psychotic hysteria? Huh? Because, wow, I don't know what the odds of being in two shootings 10 years apart would be. Or two shootings at all in your life, for that matter. What are the odds? This girl's 21. What are the odds that she would be in two mass shootings 10 years apart? Furthermore, what are the odds that she really lives through both of those shootings and she's not dead from one of them? But I also wonder this. What are the odds of a person that is in both those shootings that lives that's there to tell about it? They talked about when the second shooting started, she went into muscle memory. Of just how to handle the situation. Muscle memory? Because you went through it one time? Over a decade ago? As a little kid? And you got muscle memory just to know how to react to these things like that. See there? And then she says, I, I, I just, you know what? I can't rule out a possibility of a third. It's like winning the lottery two or three times. It happens. Is it by pure coincidence or pure randomness? Or is there something to that too? I don't know. How many people have been in mass, I should say more than one, mass shooting? I don't know the number, but is somebody tracking that? Because this is strange that they're now using this as part of their narrative. By golly, you know, people who have been through mass shootings, uh, oh, they've been through another one now. It's like commonplace now, right? 
They say more than one mass shooting per day has occurred since 2023 began. Really? How come we don't hear about all of them? Yeah, mass shootings in the United States. The United States has had more mass shootings than any other nation between 2011 and 2014. It used to be one every 64 days. Now it's more than one and a half per day. There's already been 67 mass shootings in 2023. 5,200 deaths in deaths related to the gun violence. Wow. What you need to know about the rise in mass shootings. As mass shootings reach a record high and so does the number of deaths. Yeah. It just keeps going up. They say that certain different groups have different definitions of mass shootings. A mass shooting is when four or more people are shot or killed, excluding the shooter. They say nearly 650 mass shootings took place in 2022. You buying it, folks? I'm not buying all this right now. I'm just not buying what we think we know or what we've been told about this thing. All right, here's the next question that I have for you. I'm going through this methodically because a lot of this is unfolding real time. We're literally getting more information about these to say, well, Sam, it happened Monday night. They've already had a day and a half. Well, if it happened Monday night late and over after midnight is when he was killed, they really had one day. And not a lot's come out in that one day is the problem, folks. That's part of what I'm getting at. They've got plenty of time to go, oh, my gosh, this person was at Sandy Hook, and this person was at Michigan State, and this person's willing to speak out. And, oh, they sure have a liberal view. And, oh, they they have muscle memory to know how to deal with these shootings. And they, um, well, they're not ruling out a third shooting that they'll be in, you know, Well, my gosh, if we follow her pattern and she lives to be 80 years old, if she gets in a shooting every 10 years there, she'll have eight or 10 of them before she's, you know, done and she'll live through all of them, ready to push for gun control at the end of every one of them, right? Now, if there was nothing to Sandy Hook, this makes you wonder more about Sandy Hook, too. If there was nothing more about Sandy Hook than we've been told that golly, a guy went berserk with a gun, Alex Jones was a wacko, covered all kinds of false information, And by golly, it was the tragedy that we've been told everything truthful about. How does it now get tied up into this one? And then Columbine. And then how do we we go back to all these different things over and over? And it just seems to add, add, add to the depth and breadth of carnage and destruction. We know all about that. But what prevents gun violence the most of anything you can think of? You ready? Do I need to go back to Moses, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Do I need to go back to the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not kill. If people are taught that God's real and that God gives commandments 
And when we disobey those commandments, we lose blessings and protection. Ooh, think about that word. And protection and favor with God because we sin. And if we teach people that if we obey God, the founder, the author of the universe, and then let me get it a little more straight for you, our Heavenly Father, He's your Father, and He loves you, and He cares about you, and He will never walk away from you. He's not the leaving kind, is the way Rascal Flats puts it, right? And your loving Heavenly Father is giving you a commandment, thou shalt not kill, don't kill people. Now, do you think if we taught people that fundamental truth from the cradle, that it would make a difference? Do you think if we had fathers and mothers that modeled Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother? Yeah, you have Heavenly Parents, you know. Go read your Bible. You'll find out that I tell the truth. Would these things happen? Well, they possibly could. There's always unhinged people. Look at Cain, who killed Abel. I'm not saying there would be no. Oh, he didn't have a gun then. He just murdered him with what, a rock? I don't know how he killed him. I'll have to go see if the Bible tells us but he literally killed him. So you're not going to stop killing. Wicked people kill. I'm sure Adam and Eve taught their children to believe in God. Uh, Abel believed in God and was a good guy. There's always bad apples, folks. There's always people with mental illness or uh, demons possessing them or, right? And that's another thing that's interesting. We never talk about demons possessing people either. Because, see, if you talk about demons, then you got to talk about the two sides of the eternal conflict between God and Satan. And you're forced to discuss the plan of salvation and God's real laws, right? So they don't want to mention demons or anything. Was this kid possessed by a demon? Very likely. Was he unhinged? Absolutely. Was he dangerous? Obviously so. But who is talking about the solutions like I am? The solutions are God, family, and country. The solutions are in society for us to have more ways that people don't slip through the cracks. I don't know if you know, but the Savior Jesus Christ, speaking of God, taught us how to let people not slip through the cracks. Love thy neighbor as thyself is one example. Be the good Samaritan is another example. Shall I keep going, ladies and gentlemen? I I shall do just that. If you don't want to listen, turn off your radio. If you want to listen, it's coming up in seconds. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. 
As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, I'm getting details on the fly, ladies and gentlemen, with this shooting. It's Anthony Dwayne McRae. I'm sorry, I said it was Wayne. It's Anthony Dwayne McRae. Uh, and it turns out, I found out now, that his mother died of a stroke. Oh, isn't that interesting? Right after COVID and everything else, and she dies of a stroke. Did she have COVID? Uh, on the birth death certificate, does it show COVID or does it just show a stroke? And what would cause a stroke for her? Did she smoke and drink and, you know? Yeah. What do we think about this? But they say he was a mama's boy who turned evil. Isn't that another interesting statement? Uh, remember the guy in the Tennessee shooting in Memphis that yelled for his mom and they played that all over the news, Mom, help me, and the cops are beating him up and stuff like that? Right? Is there a pattern there too? Mama's boy? Now they say church-going suspect is the way they highlight this thing. Was he really church-going? Very interesting, right? Just so weird. Just so strange, right? Yeah. They say he would fight with his parents. Uh, They say he would then get mad at his mom and then apologize to her. I don't believe it was a loving home, folks. The more I dig into this, the more I think it's strange. Anthony Dwayne McRae was lost. Was a mama's boy. And became unhinged. Very, very weird. Okay? But I don't see, folks, the love in the family that we're talking about. The guy was just a warehouse worker. I'm not downing any warehouse workers, but I'm making a point. And 
they make it sound like he was church going. But his dad said he didn't go to church. But the headline says church going suspect. And then they got Michigan Department of Corrections. What's going on? They say he was a former church goer who once spoke of trying to turn his life around before he changed drastically in the wake of his mom's death. Yeah. Wow. Now, what do you think? He'd made threats in this note about two different schools, not the two that he attacked. There was a note. See, everything escalates this to panic proportions. Hey, he had a note that two other schools were in jeopardy, and he attacked a third one. and It ties back to, to Sandy Hook. Now, his dad says he might have been trying to apply for a job at MSU. Now, they say that there's a guy who worked beside him at the warehouse in, uh, I guess, it was a grocery store warehouse. Gregory DeMyers is the guy's name. He said he also attended church with the suspected shooter. I do remember him saying, says this guy Gregory, that God saved him from the life he had. Well, what life did he have that God saved him from, people? I don't remember what he dealt with back in the day, but he was definitely trying to turn his life around at the time. And this is definitely weird. He said that the guy, McCray, would act confused a lot. He tried to just do his job at work and then go home. He said he hadn't seen his former friend or the guy he went to church with in 15 years. So, you know what? The guy might have went to church with someone who was young. He said the walk is so unique, I knew it was him after being short in stature. And I seen him watch. He's walking like Anthony McRae. But I would have never thought it was him. It's blowing everybody's mind. But things took a dark turn after these two friends fell out of touch. Yeah. He said, you know what, my kid's a good kid, but you never know what your kid will do when they walk out the door. See, everything we see just escalates this. But we're not getting any of the answers to my questions. Now, the uncle says he's wary about saying anything because he's a business owner. He doesn't want his brand to be associated with the unthinkable carnage at MSU. He said, unfortunately, these days we live in a cancel culture. Yeah, and I can't be brought down by a family member with mental issues. And he said, I have not spoken to my nephew in a decade and a half. Wow. So now you find out the uncle had nothing to do with him. The older brother had nothing to do with him. The father couldn't get through to him and virtually had nothing to do with him. Neighbors recently complained of the gun firing outside the home he shared with his father. Wow. 
think about it. All we know is this guy had ties with people and all the ties disintegrated. Folks, you've got red flags everywhere with this case along with any uh, every other pattern case that I give you. Isolated loner continues to spiral down. Mental health ignored. Cops dismiss everything. Let it all go. And then somehow they just go crazy. And they're supposedly just not very smart, you know. In life, they can hardly, you know, do anything. Remember? His buddy said I'd go to church and would talk about subjects, and then he'd just look at me like, what? All confused, and then I'd have to break things down, explain things to him, they say. But yet these guys are so competent when they get behind a gun that, by golly, they're rocket scientists better than the military guys, man. Right? Wow, video games taught him to be a crack shot, just incredible with his gun, but he couldn't function in any other part of society. Now, what if I were to go outside my house in my backyard and just start doing target practice? And the neighbors start freaking and they call the cops and the cops come over. Is it just going to get dismissed and washed under the rug? What if I was a, well, I was going to be a felon, but I pled it to a misdemeanor. Would that come up in their investigation or their being brought to the house? Would they dig up my name and find, okay, this doesn't make sense. Bringing Sandy Hook into it doesn't make sense. This story is a fraud. Now, let me tell you, it may not be a fraud that people are dead. I'm not going where Alex Jones is going. I don't know that everybody involved is a crisis actor. I don't know if, I don't know all those facts. But I know this. Literally for someone to speak out in less than 24 hours after the second shooting they've been involved in and flat out be solid as a rock like, by golly, I just went into muscle memory when the shooting happened and, man, I knew what to do and, I texted everybody, and they texted me, and we all knew what to do because, you know, we've been through this before. Never mind that I was 11 then, and I'm only 21 now. You know, I – and then speak out so boldly for gun control. Joe Biden speaks out. This lady speaks – this girl, this 21-year-old, Jackie Matthews, speaks out. She was – something smells rotten in Denmark. I'm telling you right now, folks. We will have to wait to get more information on this story, okay? I'm gathering as fast and as many details as I can gather. So he was church-going a long time ago, but then somehow no church. Mom and dad split up. Mom's dead due to a stroke. Could he not believe the COVID baloney like a lot of us? Is he feeling like, man, the government's covering up COVID, and um, so he's angry? Why are we getting all the information that leads to gun control and heightening the details of this case, but we're getting nothing that can help us understand? For example, gunman was mama's boy. Wow. He said his mom and him were tight. His mom was like a sister, they say. Hang tight, Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Yesterday's consumer price index had inflation rising again, and what a difference a day makes over at the Commerce Department. Today, retail sales for January jumped 3%, breaking all expectations. Food service and drinking places, motor vehicle and parts dealers, and furniture stores led the sales increases. The Pentagon scrambled fighter jets to contest four Russian jet fighters that approached but did not enter U.S. or Canadian airspace in what officials described as a routine encounter. The aircraft entered the Alaskan Air Defense Identification Zone on Monday but remained outside the American and Canadian airspace. Two F-16s intercepted them. The NORAD statement said the U.S. has tracked six to seven such incidents a year since 2007. The winner of November's record-high $2 billion Powerball jackpot was identified as a California resident that bought his ticket in Altadena, a community northeast of Los Angeles. California Lottery Director Alva Johnson. The name of the person who was the only player to match all six numbers of the historic Powerball drawing last November is... Edwin Castro, we offer our sincere congratulations on this unbelievable and historic win. Elon Musk announced a new Twitter CEO could be named near the end of the year. Mr. Musk floated the idea of naming someone to take over the day-to-day management of the social media platform that he bought in October in a deal costing $44 billion. Our allies in the United Kingdom are reporting Russia has deployed nearly its entire military in Ukraine increasing pressure along the front line in the east of that country, but falling short of a breakthrough. Ukrainian officials have warned of a renewed Russian onslaught to coincide with the first anniversary next week. This is USA News. Hi, I'm Captain Obvious, and every day thousands of people book trips on Hotels.com. Trips you will later hate like. What's a hate like? It's when you like Becky's picture of another perfect waterfall, even though you kind of hate it. It's not that you hate Becky, it's that you hate that she's there and you're at work listening to Lisa talk about her alleged food allergies. Don't hate like Becky's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. The shooter who walked into two buildings unopposed and gunned down students on Michigan State University's campus Monday had previously pled guilty to a gun charge and was not allowed to carry a firearm as instructed by the Lansing, Michigan, court system. A June 2019 arrest found Anthony McRae had a concealed 380 semi-automatic handgun and extra clip in his possession, a felony since McRae did not have a concealed weapon permit. Prosecutors lowered the charge to a misdemeanor. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. I got another question for you, ladies and gentlemen. Why are 98 plus percent of mass shooters, mass shooters male? Yeah. This is just stranger by the second the more we dig. The more we study this case, the more we just go, what on earth? But I'm telling you, the guy literally had no God, no family, no country allegiance in his life. He had no love. And you can say, well, the family broke down. I get it. His relationship with God and the church broke down. Who in his family reached out to him? His father said he'd try, but 
Sounds like his father and him were just kind of arguing, right? And isolation by the son. Who reached out in his family? Who reached out in relation to the church? Who reached out in terms of, you know, healthcare professionals? Not that I think those folks are great. Oftentimes, almost every time there's a mass shooting, they're involved somehow. But where are the answers to the real questions relating to the pattern? Loner, isolated, totally capable video gamer or whatever you want to say, computer, but yet uh, can't handle anything else in life. But yet just a crack capable, you know, military style shooter guy. Wow. Now, here's my next question. Remember back when Sandy Hook happened? Remember back when all these different shootings have occurred over the last, let's just start since 99, 25 years, just say, 24 years, whatever. Didn't a lot of uh, campuses and schools say they were going to have somebody on staff or somebody that could stop these shootings? And then remember the epic failure in Texas where it's like, man, they weren't ready at all. And everybody was criticizing how didn't they have a plan in place. How come they couldn't stop this guy? How come he could just go on for this guy went on for four hours. They couldn't stop him. Now, couldn't they have stopped him in whatever building he was in first from leaving? Or when he gets in the second building, couldn't people have radioed around and somehow shut down the building or shut him in a certain location or how did he just go from one building to the next to leave the buildings to just, you know, rolling down the road somehow, walking, running? I don't know. But it took four hours for the cops to find this guy. What about people armed? I got a question for this little girl. This 21-year-old little girl that wants to speak out so boldly for gun control. So boldly for less guns in our society, not less guns from the criminals or the bad guys, less guns from the good guys. Hey, Miss 21-year-old, I am 21 years old, and this is the second mass shooting that I have now lived through. Jackie Matthews, I want to talk to you for a second, Jackie. I want to be very clear. Do you think if you or somebody else had a gun, because you're a good guy, right? You're a good person, Jackie. You're traumatized by this. You've got back problems from crouching for so long. You've got muscle memory about how to deal with these shootings and everything else. Don't you think that you or somebody at the school, teachers maybe, security staff maybe, on-site security, on-site police, guards, uh, I don't know who, but don't you think somebody should have a gun that's a good guy? Because if they did, maybe they would have stopped him at the first building. Or maybe they would have stopped him at the second building. Or, and the next question is, did he shoot anybody outside of the school? Huh? Did anybody die outside of the two gun-free school zones? Or after he left, did he just run around and shoot nobody? That would suggest the school was targeted for some reason. Now, if he shot everybody all along his whole trail, maybe not. But they want you to believe there's no connection, but yet, did anybody get shot outside of the school? 
Huh? How come I'm the only one asking these real, direct, clear, hardcore questions that really we need answers to now? So I can know that his mom died of a stroke back in 2020, that his dad has a house with a chain-link fence in front of it, that he used to go out back and shoot target practice. I can learn all these weird details. But did anyone get shot outside the Michigan State University? Right? If not, why not? Right? You gotta wonder. You've gotta really wonder. Wow. I just think about it and don't know how to respond. Did anybody get shot outside the school or the two buildings? And if not, why? Did the guy just go ballistic in the school, didn't harm anybody on his way in or anything, on his way out after he left? Took a long time to track him down before he supposedly killed himself, but did anybody get shot outside of that? I know I keep saying this over and over, but the reason that I repeat these details and these questions that I have is not because I'm just stupid and I want to repeat them. I'm repeating them is because a lot of people tune in and out of the program. They have lives and they're busy, and I want them to hear my questions. I want to spread those questions and those thoughts and those concerns and those doesn't make sense parts to as many people as I possibly can. I also want you to remember the details. All right. Because everything that they're adding to. Michigan State University. I'm wondering. At Michigan State University, did anybody die outside of the campus? You think that's worthy of knowing? Because supposedly he was stopped or confronted or what, cornered or they closed in on him. Not on campus. What did he do? Did he go into any stores? Did he go buy a pack of smokes or a drink or a, did he go to any stores? Right? Did anyone get shot off campus? They're not telling us. All right. I just find it very strange. We don't have any intra or any details. Yeah. I just don't understand. But I go back. All victims are students. That's another interesting thing. All students. 
a tip to the pub from the public so more people saw this guy right that means he saw other people how come he didn't shoot anybody else off campus well the only conclusion i can come to is the campus must have been targeted for some reason did anybody at the campus at the time that are dead and or that are wounded know this guy nobody's saying nobody's talking now they tell you about all the students recalling harrowing moments we can tell you all about what happened from the student side right now they ordered students to shelter in place but they didn't take any effort to lock this guy into a spot they just let him run everywhere no one had a gun to confront this thug until four hours later now it's also weird to me that nobody on the way to campus at the campuses both locations or later off campus even people seeing him and giving tips to the cops nobody had a gun to stop this guy nobody now michigan state urges run hide huh. fight but no one had a gun hang tight i've got more why does the left lie constantly because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam Bushman covering this supposed shooting. Anthony Dwayne McRae is the guy, 43 years old, unhinged, isolated, quit going to church, dropped his connections with everyone, got rid of his employment, uh, literally had a felony reduced to a misdemeanor there, got a gun, shooting outside his backyard over and over. People are freaking out everywhere. The cops never cared. Mental health people never cared although his family said he turned into like a wolf man yeah now folks listen to this listen to this all right i want you to pay attention to me because we're getting more details every second headline says this michigan state urges run hide and fight as gunfire erupts What does run, hide, and fight mean? Now, they say about a half mile from campus, this guy started locking his doors and covering up his windows. Okay? They say in there, this one guy and his roommates turned off the lights, believed there was a shooter outside for more than four hours. They waited. Nothing came out of anyone's mouth. They were absolutely silent. This is supposed to be a place where I'm coming and learning and trying to better myself, and it's nothing but a place where people are getting hurt. The gunman entered the classroom. Three or four seconds later, they heard some shots outside of it. Okay, now why didn't somebody have a gun to shoot back? Yeah. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting. Listen to me carefully for a minute. This is really important, folks. I know it sounds simple, but it's really important. They're talking about this sophomore girl, Claire Papalius. She's a sophomore. She told the NBC show that she was listening to a history lecture when she heard gunshots and dropped to the floor. At that moment, she said, I thought that I was going to die. I was so scared. She said she quietly called her mom while classmates opened the window and helped people jump to safety. Once outside, she grabbed her backpack and phone. And I remember I just ran for my life. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you, if you hear something outside that sounds like a gunshot, but it's not where you are, you don't see bullets, you don't see people dying, you just hear some sounds like a gunshot. How many of you panic, fall on the floor, people start opening windows, bailing out of windows and running for their lives? Huh? How many of you do that? A lot of times it might be a board slamming on the ground, it might be a backfire from a vehicle, it might be... Who knows? But how many of you are so accustomed to a gunshot that you know right then it's gunshots and you're so scared, you're fearing for your life? Most of us go, was that a gunshot or what? What what the heck was that? And a lot of people would go try to find out. Right? Now, listen to me carefully. Then it says this in this latest news article I'm reading. As a high school teacher, 
Rona Sidnik has drilled for years to run, hide, fight. But she actually added to be in it's very shocking. Now, what does run, hide, fight mean? See, what I would say is this. Forget run, hide, fight. You want to know what I say? Shoot back for heck's sakes. By golly, shoot back, okay? Don't just run and hide. If you run and hide, you might save yourself, but you're going to let the guy continue. Now, what does the fight part mean when the government school and the government and all this training? She said, I trained for years as a teacher. You don't fight when you don't have anything to fight with. If you see the shooter, maybe you could run and try to tackle him. I get all that. No one tried to do that for some strange reason in either location. No one had a gun. No one fired back. This guy's on the loose for almost four hours. It's debatable how long. Some say around three, three and a half hours. Again, I'm still having trouble getting all the timeline details. But I've got a problem with this idea that we're going to run, hide, fight. Aren't those two opposites? If you run and hide and you fight, how does that guideline help you? All right. Now, I just discovered, again, I told you that I'm studying this real time as I'm on your radio. So if you hear a pause here and there, it's because I'm waiting for a screen to update or I'm in the middle of telling you a detail that I just found and there's advertisements in the way on my screen. All this stuff's happening real time, right? But remember, I went last hour and spoke about the odds. What are the odds that you're in more than one of these shootings? How many people does that happen to? It's possible, but rarely is it possible without a relationship of some kind. Now there's another lady by the name of, or a girl by the name of Jennifer Mancini. She told the Detroit, Detroit Free Press that her daughter also had survived the November 2021 shooting that left four students dead at Oxford High School in southeastern Michigan. Now a freshman at Michigan State, her daughter was, quote, traumatized anew. So now you got a second girl that was in another shooting. I can't believe this is happening again, says Mancini, who didn't want her daughter's name used. Oh, interesting. So one mom decides that we're not going to use the daughter's name. The daughter's not saying nothing. The other daughter, another girl, not much older, decides to speak out. Of course, she's 21 years old and the other girl's not, see? But I look at this and I go, what are the chances that two girls from two different shootings would be at the same school where a third shooting occurs in the last 10 years? How many more are there? How many other people were at a previous shooting and that are at this shooting now? And how many of those people are giving the conflictive directive, run, hide, and fight? How do you run, hide, and fight? I don't know. You run and you, you throw your books at them while you're running or something. I don't know. But see, fight means that you literally take the fight to the enemy. You surround and attack the enemy. 
You chase the enemy down. See? Yeah, people could get shot, but if there's more of us than there is of them, can't we use doors and lock places and go through a window and draw attention to the window so the shooter comes, but since you're outside the window, you get the surprise attack on the shooter. The shooter's coming up to the window to see what's going on, and you, okay, isn't there ways that we can surprise this guy and do something, or do we just run, hide, and pretend to fight? Why was there no one with a gun even close? Why? Why was there no guards trained or security trained or teachers trained or anybody with a gun? Why? The whole thing, I'm telling you right now, does not add up to me. And the fact that they mixed Sandy Hook in this where there's a lot of questions about what happened to Sandy Hook. I don't go down the Alex Jones road where I say everybody was a crisis actor. Everybody's faking. None of it's true. That's just way too extreme. and isn't accurate either. And it really makes me wonder if Alex Jones knew that his views were extreme but was put up to it. I don't know, but when I know he goes so hard, so extreme, and we keep Sandy Hook in the news and then prosecute Alex Jones, and then I find out he's living on 10 times the money I live on, even in the middle of a bankruptcy. So he lived on way more than that before his bankruptcy, and then 10 times more in the bankruptcy kind of a thing. And then, hey, it's all tied, and now the people that were at Sandy Hook, two different. One girl at Sandy Hook was at the Michigan State. Another girl at another shooting was at Michigan State. Man, we got multiple victims of multiple shootings now to testify and speak out to promote gun control along with Joe and whacked out Governor Pritzker, or not Pritzker, that's the Illinois whacked out gun control governor. And then the Michigan governor, oh, what's her name? It's a female, whatever her name is. Anyway, and, and, and now they're promoting gun control everywhere. I believe there's problems here. I don't know what's true and what's false at this point. It's way too early for this one. Sandy Hook, my personal opinion is, there was more than just the shooter we're told. This was a covered up by government psyop of some kind. Um, the problem with Alex Jones is he just claims everybody was in on it and it can't be true. Um, but the idea that these people have demons, they're satanically possessed, is very likely. The likelihood of them being on psych psychotropic drugs and working with psychologists and psychiatrists, very likely. The likelihood that they somehow had help Again, very likely. The details we're not getting to the bottom of. We know all about everything that escalates this into panic. We know nothing about what would calm it down and say, look, we're developing a pattern that we can use to be eyes and ears, to love thy neighbor as thyself, to promote God, family, and country to these people and give them some hope, a chance. The poor guy lost his mom, and it was his undoing. He was close to the edge before. How do we in society let that happen? The answer is we're not promoting God, family, and country enough. We're not giving him ties to the greatest country on the face of the earth. We're not giving him ties to family, to friends, to loved ones. We're not having the church do its job. We're not tying him to loved ones around you. We've got you, brother, or God. Rather than promote gun control, we need to talk about God, family, and country and talk about how we can not let these people slip through the cracks like this. That is the answer, folks. 
Love and prayers are the start, but we got to do more than love and prayers. I agree with the girl that says we need to take action. She means government action. I disagree. We need less government. We need less gun control. Because if a good guy with a gun happened to cross this thug sooner, maybe the first building, for instance, there would have not been a second building catastrophe. Right? Forget the run, hide, and fight. There's only one response that I recommend. Prevent these situations from happening before they ever happen by promoting God, family, and country. Secondarily, when this happens to you, be ready, armed, and able to shoot back. The faster you shoot back, the less carnage we will have. You got it? I believe in leading with love, but I also believe in the God-ordained principle of self-defense. Let's apply them both appropriately, shall we? Let's back away from the panic and lies and manipulation and agenda-driven hostilities and divisions and destruction of all that we hold dear in this country. Lead with love and kindness. Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. But when we're all in jeopardy, the faster you shoot back, the less people die. You got it? Good. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Spread the word. Share the love. LibertyRoundtable.com, our nationally syndicated radio network, LovingLiberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.